Hello and welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Boyle, a positive productivity mentor who helps you get back in control of your time and energy so that you can pursue the things that you love. So today I have another wonderful guest interview and this is with Katie Phillips, who is a burnout and kind of well-being in the workplace expert. She's written so many amazing articles about burnout, about ways that workplaces can support their employees and avoid them becoming burnt out and I really wanted to get her on the podcast to talk a little bit more about you know how we can recognize the signs what burnout is and just explore it a little bit more because I feel like overworking ourselves is something that we're very prone to at the moment especially with working from home we have blurrier boundaries and I think it can be really easy to get to that stage of burnout so Katie knows what she's talking about she's experienced it herself and she is now supporting clients and workplaces to support their staff to avoid burnout so it's a great episode I think it's going to be a really interesting one for you to go away and have a think about the way that you work in maybe a business maybe just in life maybe in your workplace but um, there's some really great things in here so I really hope you enjoy it so I won't carry on too much I'll just let you enjoy the episode and um yeah let me know what you think here we go hi Katie it's wonderful to have you on the podcast um I'd love if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do to I suppose me and the listeners Mm, thanks for having me I'd love to um so yeah I'm Katie I'm Welsh as well um so you're Welsh from Caribbean uh background but lived in Spain for the best part of the last decade nice um so I'm a burnout and mental well-being at work expert and I provide one-to-one um coaching and and group workshops so I do one-to-one coaching with professionals and business owners trying to help them just kind of balance professional success and and their mental well-being Mm. and then I go into organizations and work with their leadership teams managers and and kind of organization at a general level to help them just find nicer calmer kinder ways to work really so yeah keep yeah. it a little bit happier and I love crumpets and butter as well. <laughs> nice. <I know. laughs> and like and dodgy 90s music but oh. I don't think it's dodgy but other people do so I have to like go with the majority but yeah but it's what you it's what you like so it doesn't matter but no it's really cool I'm so interested to kind of hear more about your what you do basically because I think burnout is something that probably before as well but I know that I feel like with COVID everyone's had like working at home and it's been very intense and kind of difficult to kind of get away from work so I feel Mm -hmm. like it's something that's coming up probably more than ever and people are starting to get more and more conscious of like okay we need to like actually look after employees and need to look after our mental health so we can actually do work as well and kind of be able to enjoy it but I'm really interested to hear about how you came to be a kind of burnout expert and how you realized it was a problem um okay god (laughs) it's gone a while um so I think I didn't really understand it as I didn't even understand what burnout was until mm. I was diagnosed uh with it um by a uh, kind of medical profession professional yeah. sorry um in would it be in the end of 2018 early 2019 mm. my first like very in-depth therapy kind of um uh, treatment um but I had probably been schooling myself in it for about 20 years before that mm. I think I think like I'm like 
definitely since my at least since my early teens a real massive like high achiever perfectionist mm. overworker really really hard on myself and like I took that through school through uni and then it was just kind of a natural progression that I became that person when I went into the world of work as well mm. um yeah just it's my very first well first like proper you know a career job I was working yeah. at press, press office for a minister and it was just really stressful like dealing with journalists and I was you know green straight out of uni and I think that that was probably my first burnout very mild but Mm. I didn't realize this at the time I just thought that was part of work I thought it was normal to be like miserable on a Sunday I thought it was normal to be like terrified of your boss um, and just kind of constantly exhausted I think as I was in that role for about a year and I started to get quite cynical um, what's the point in this what am I doing Why, why am I working in in this organization what are they achieving and just yeah I was just like just thought I was a bit useless as well like that wasn't Mm. like usually if I'm when I was stressed I'd be like I can do it yeah but at that point I think that then that cynicism is a really good indicator that it was burnout but I didn't know this at the time I just it was stress so uh jumped ship looked for another another role but I went into this was another team in the same organization it was like chalk and cheese Mm. the team was like so I would say like that was my first taste of like a kind of ugly work environment. And the yeah. next one was just like the absolute best, like really supportive managers. They, they were all women, but, you know, I think that played a part in it, but not the whole yeah. thing. But really ambitious, really gave me loads of autonomy, loads of support. Um, and I, that's kind of when I started to develop my interest in, in workplace well-being. So I was doing internal communication so really looking after staff engagement and like, you know, transparency and leadership and all that sort of stuff. I like just trying to make the work environment nicer. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And I kind of saw the contrast and say, this is what works and this is what doesn't. Um, but being a high achiever after a couple of years, I was like, <laughs> oh, I need to do something harder now. This is a bit, <laughs> this feels a bit easier. Like I shouldn't be enjoying work this much because that's what we're taught, right? That hard, yeah. hard work is, you know, the best work and the most valuable work and you shouldn't be having a great time. So I moved to another job, which again gave me a taste of like not just like bad or ugly workplace, but really, really horrific. Yeah. And this I was managing or I was working in a bigger team. And this is like when I got my very first taste of like the very physical side of burnout. So I wasn't just tired and like feeling a bit, um, I don't know, like cynical and and self-doubty. I was sick like I had constant oh, wow. migraine constant neck ache I developed sciatica I was getting stomach complaints um and that that was definitely like a full-on burnout that I it was yeah. I, I kind of that was I went to a therapist but it wasn't I didn't stick at it because I just thought that that wasn't for me and it wasn't really a thing so yeah. again I, again I jumped shit rather than figuring out what was happening I thought I'd just move to a different team mm. um, and it helped but I just didn't give myself time to recover so all of that kind of like cynicism and like kind of just like not really feeling like I was that competent anymore and being quite frustrated and just tired a lot just kind of stayed with me yeah so I jumped ship again so I just like you yeah. can see pattern here rather than like trying to figure it out just kept, just kept like plowing through through jobs and I ended up then in so I, I, this was in Spain so I'd gone up to Barcelona at this point and I went to a tech company which was very different it was young and fun and mm. they tell you that you know we're all a family and we love each other <laughs> Um, which actually just is like shorthand for we're going to bleed you dry and give you lots of like perks which will just cover up how difficult this organization is to work with and how painful like it is to be an employee in a a environment 
And, and that's when I had my last burnout. And that's when I realized this is an act. So that, that was so long winded. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's really like... interesting to hear. And I think because other people will probably be able to identify with, you know, like that kind of, I never really thought about before that kind of cynicism yeah. that starts to come up. And yeah. I'm like, now you said it, I'm like, oh my God, yes, I can. When I look back to the jobs that I really like, I'm I'm a bit of a jump shipper, I guess, as well. But um, yeah, when I think back to some of those jobs I had, it just became so cynical and it's it's horrible to feel that way. Yeah, that's like one of the, one of the kind of the, the three like main facets um, I say facets like it's something kind of great the three mm. bits that make up burnout and that's what kind of differentiate it from stress is the fact that we have yeah. the exhaustion which we can get from stress um, you know that, that physical emotional mental just like complete emptiness mm. and when we have the cynicism like you know is this what's the point in this why am I yeah. being really disengaged with what you're doing um, and then the, the third part of it is a lack of self-efficacy they call it which basically means a kind of I interpret that as self-doubt like just feeling like we're not uh, achieving what we should be so we yeah. will see a dip in our productivity normally because we're stressed and, and, and just completely shattered but also like feeling really skeptical about our ability to do better mm. so like that's why I differentiate between um between like stress which will can, can push us to burnout yeah uh, burnout itself so stress I always say is like that feeling of everything is kind of too much it's yeah. that like really overwhelmed like you just feel like you've got loads and loads to juggle but yeah. you feel like there's going to be an end to this and I will be able to do it you, you, yeah. you, feel, you feel bad but you kind of think there's some hope still yeah whereas with burnout it's more complete emptiness mm. like you just say like, I don't know what the point of this is what's the point of me how am I how am I going to figure this out it's yeah. hopeless I'm stuck never going to enjoy any job ever Exactly. And that's kind of those two things. It's really important, not because stress isn't bad. You can have loads of the same symptoms. And, you know, burnout is the the effect of like prolonged, intense stress. Mm. But the impact it has on us is different. And the things we need to do to recover from it um, are different as well, you know? Yeah. It's just like, yeah a bit of a tangent but that's so interesting yeah it's really interesting to think about how they're like different as well because people might not really have thought about it that much when they're burnt out they might be like I'm just a bit stressed it'll pass it'll pass but yeah it's so interesting thinking about all those different components and yeah it's that kind of like stress can hopefully pass but burnout it's like you need to stop yeah why do you yes oh why did you how did you kind of so after that then, after you kind of had that third burnout, yeah, how did you end up here? So I after that third burnout, which was I was off work for eight months. Mm. Like it got I I had like pretty much every physical symptom you see that comes, you know, if you if you if you ever read around stress, like I stopped sleeping, but it wasn't yeah. just broken sleep, it was complete I couldn't sleep at all. I had a twitch in my eye for six months that so I was like going to the neurologist about because I was convinced there was something the matter with my eye mm. and it wasn't it was stress but I didn't like I couldn't believe that because I was like I've dealt with stress before I'm not I know I can handle this I had uh gastritis all the time skin complaints oh um then I started having panic attacks it just it just all spirals and because I was in denial about what was happening mm. another really really important thing if if we get onto it about like the yeah. burnout, burnout cycle is that we kind of say oh I'm fine and you try and mm. cover it up and just like pretend you've got everything under control but yeah I was in that kind of state of denial and it 
I pushed pa- I pushed myself through the point of burnout into a full scale mental health crisis. Mm. So I like there was days I couldn't get out of bed, couldn't leave the house. So it, it kind of morphed because I didn't look after it, didn't uh, pause and take a step back. It became chronic anxiety, which led to depression. Mm. So there was you know it could have been maybe a month or so off work, but it ended up being eight, and I just couldn't yeah. go, I couldn't go back. So at that point, I um, I decided to leave the organisation. I'm not like wagging the finger at them either. I, I played. I'm a massive overworker, yeah. so there was a pressure on my. I was putting on myself. It was you know there's two. There's always two sides to to, to burnout. I think, but um, yeah. So I, I left. I sold all my stuff. It's quite extreme. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite a person of extremes. It's like yeah, it's like all or nothing. So I left. Sold all my my stuff. Got rid of my flat and and went to Asia. So I went to Asia nice. for um, about nine ten months and just tried I just need all I was doing was just like craving quiet and peace and just to be away from stuff so every the anxiety and stress had gone for so long that any I was any noise that came past me was like a trigger any mm. everything just felt too much so I went yeah. and I know this this is not like a luxury we all have um to be able to do that but that was I that's what I, that was the right thing for me at the time yeah um but if I'm really honest taking a step back from everything and like I was you know doing yoga and I was having uh, Reiki and uh like I was like a, a walking talking cliche of a 30 something <laughs> you know, like, just get like a bit like an eat pray love like yeah. had a crisis we'll go to yeah a yeah tropical country <laughs> exactly exactly it's an absolute like cliche but the thing that really helped me was having therapy and and then after that when I kind of dealt with a lot of it coaching and, and and talking as opposed mm. to like all the different stuff but anyway whilst I was there I um decided to okay like how can I stop this from happening to me again mm. um and how can I prevent it happening to other people so that's when I started so I, I've um as I mentioned always kind of been into that kind of workplace well-being and, and staff engagement and creating healthy environments always been important to me so I took my professional experience like yeah mashed up with my lived experience um and then uh got some qualifications in in mental health and mm. um yeah kind of that that's there where it all are. sprung up from yeah just trying to like help people avoid what I went through and help organizations yeah. just be better places to work really yeah all starts from there from a hammock in the jungle yeah. oh <laughs> It's a great story. There, eat, pray, love, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh god, people are gonna think I'm an idiot. Um, anyway, yeah, that's. that's I feel like cliches are like, like cliches are cliches for a reason. Exactly, exactly. So there we go. Why do you feel like, as a society, and I know you said like for you personally, you've got that kind of maybe like overachiever, like perfectionist kind of want to do the best job. But why do you feel like maybe as a society, people just seem to be so prone to kind of that burning out and having to do more and more and more and kind of maybe not not necessarily not being happy, but maybe not being content with where they are, feeling like they need to push further? Oh, God, there's just so much, right? Like all the things. Just kind of, I think one of the big things now, like I can't imagine starting in the world of work now with all of the tech like mm. that, just constantly being on and that was one of the things that I found really really difficult to manage in the last um last role I was in just a constant instant message you got the emails which is like you know inboxes mm. can be quite stressful then you've got slack and trello and all the other things that come on top of it and then whatsapp groups 
Um, and it's kind of just like that constant feeling that you need to be on top of all of these communications. Yeah. And because we have instant messaging, people think you have to have an instant reply as well. Yeah. And that is just, you know, that feeling of if I don't do it on time, am I going to look incompetent? Mm. Uh, am I going to miss something? Are they going to, am I going to miss an opportunity? And yeah. I think that plays a really, really big part in it. At least it, it did for me. And I know for lots of my clients as well, it's something like they just feel like yeah. they have to constantly be ready to respond at any moment. Yeah. Um, I think in our personal lives as well, there's a little bit of that expectation, like that we're always connected like I remember when I was younger and I'd always you know when I was a teenager and it wasn't so much of a thing I didn't have a smartphone I'd always be forgetting my phone in places barely ever be on it because it was such a rubbish one but now because they just hold so much of our lives it's always with us yeah and then it means like you're always kind of contactable and then if you're not contactable is someone going to worry is someone going to think that you know like you've you're annoyed at them or yeah you know like there's a reason you're not replying it's really yeah so yeah, it just translates straight into work then. It's like we've never got a break. Yeah, especially because lots of us will have our work stuff on our mm. personal mobiles as well because it's like it's it started off as, oh, that's convenient. I can just like hop to the gym at lunchtime. That was my thing to like try and escape work. I would go and, you know, try and do something healthy. But yeah. it just being in the gym on my on my phone doing work emails. So it was like, really, really counterproductive. But yeah, there's lots of things I used to do which were terrible for me. But it's interesting how you mentioned um like what you don't want to worry people and like yeah like very like I'm a bit of a people pleaser and we don't want to put anyone out it's like oh I should respond because what if they think that you know I'm annoyed with them or whatever mm. um yeah really really interesting it totally spills in I I don't even know where it, whether it comes from work or work comes from the social part of it but it's all one big blur of like technology and connectedness and I think there's loads of good that comes from that but also we just our, our little brains just can't handle it no. we're not designed for that you know we're not designed to yeah. process all that information constantly so that's definitely one big thing and I think that other stuff that we kind of touched on already is the fact that you know we're just taught that we're meant to be working all mm. the time you know like hard work is like really glorified hustle culture yeah. is really glorified like you know over the last year especially if you haven't had a side project and like become like a master sourdough maker or a brilliant <laughs> artist or you know just created some like wild and wonderful thing with your kids every day mm. um it's kind of like oh I've underachieved and that's just nonsense like we're not mm. meant to be productive all the time no and I think that's ingrained in us from like the youngest age and it's really like undoing all of the things that we've been taught to figure out what works for us because we're all yeah. different. some people only need four hours sleep a, a night I find that really, really like terrifying. I couldn't do that. No, I need to see I've got nine hours on my alarm clock or I already go to bed anxious about being tired the next day. Oh my day, God, so. yeah. Do you know, I've got like a sleep app and I was looking this morning because I'm like convinced that I'm sleeping less and I don't know mm-hmm. why it is exactly, but I actually went back in the diary to like a year ago and I was like, look, I was getting an extra hour. I was so much happier. I need to do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, need to learn to switch off, I think a bit better. Yeah, I think this idea of, productivity and having to be productive all the time I think for me like with positively productive that's what I don't want for people and I think we're too quick to make things like our rest time and our kind of play time into like productive you know pursuits and it's like it doesn't have to be productive and I think when we use our productivity right it can really help us but if we're trying to like stick it into everything 
that's when yeah. we have a really bad relationship with it and it's just not going to be there for us yeah I'm like a, I'm a big fan of like finding projective ways of working and my background in like corporate life was lots of project management so you know mm-hmm. you're always trying to like find the most efficient way of doing stuff and I'm still like a big believer in that and I'm not like I'm really not a super chilled out like go with the flow person I'm a I need a list I need a plan I need a goal um because that's what helps me like stay in control of that kind of that feeling of overwhelm and anxiety Mm. but I do it now from a point of view of if I can be productive I can stop wasting time and energy on things that really aren't moving me forward yeah just switch off and just chill out with those times instead yeah and and give my brain a, a rest or go and do something creative or go and do something fun or just chill out and watch telly yeah like you know I don't have to but it's funny I've got like some some uh I won't mention their name but if he's listening uh I'm (laughs) it's funny because he even um used to make a checklist of like fun things to do in his free time (laughs) you know even like going and watching tv would be a bit of a like I've got to get through these many episodes so I can get on to the next season and it's like we've you're saying we've like we try and like force everything through this like productivity we must be mm. constantly achieving something kind of funnel and yeah it's just that's natural that's like one of the big things of uh, causing us burnout I think it's like really we need to let go of that idea and it's yeah. so hard like I, I'm I I struggled it took me ages to get to that point and it still sneaks back in like my perfectionist overworky type um mindset creeps in usually when I'm stressed out actually mm, so when yeah. I'm calm I'm it's weird and when you're when I'm stressed out I do things to make myself more stressed out i.e like yeah. trying to be really productive and trying to be on top form when I actually I probably just need to rest yeah and it's like those times when you're really trying to push yourself when you're you don't make your best work anyway it's, so it's like you yeah, just need to rest but I think it's like this battle of like I feel guilty because I've not been productive and I know I've got to do this but I know I need to rest to then be productive, but it doesn't quite feel yeah. right for me to do this. But I actually had a look on your your website and I really like that you described yourself as a recovering perfectionist. Yeah, I'm definitely still recovering. Like it's not, <laughs> I, I just don't, I, I don't believe that I'll ever like remove that from my personality. And, and I, you know, I used to think, oh, I, I've got to stop being like that. And now I'm like, oh, that's part of who I am. And it brings loads of benefits. It's like, it's great, great for my, for me, for my business, yeah. helps my clients, but it's like knowing where that line is. So like having yeah. a boundary with myself as well as with other people. Um, and I've gotten much better since building out of having boundaries with others, but the, the boundary with me, like knowing when I'm pushing myself too much, mm. when I'm setting unrealistic expectations or over-promising to, 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 to me and to other people without them asking for it, um, that's the bit that is has has been the biggest change in keeping me kind of burnout free, um, but also one of the hardest ones, and it's one that I, you know I do more more work on. And a big part of it, of, of achieving that has been knowing how to ask for help and support. And yeah. I think that's something that we don't do enough of, and that's why so many of us burn out as well because it's like we, we've got to be seen to be like really independent. Especially, I think women struggle with this a lot mm. still, you know men don't ask for help they delegate in a different way I think they'll be like oh yeah. no can do that whereas we'll be like oh no we can do it I can yeah. do that and I can you know do everything at home and I can have a social life and I can you know be this like best best mate and all these other things so yeah getting support um is another like really important aspect to to avoid and burnout yeah I think especially when you feel like you're a very capable person as well 
it can be quite hard to admit like yeah. actually I can't handle this like you you're gonna need to help me or I'm gonna need to pass this on to someone else and I know that some some people some women I've worked with when I kind of said like oh just tell or ask so-and-so to do it and they feel bad because they know they don't want to give them more work but it's like but you're happy to take on stuff from them and it's it's kind of getting used to I suppose maybe there's more that's more of like a male way of doing it it's like yeah delegating and just saying yeah. well you can do that and um yeah setting those boundaries I think is really important yeah definitely we, I, I can't stress enough how like much that changed my relationship with work mm. is knowing that I am putting the pressure on me a lot of the time and it's yeah. not an expectation from a client or a colleague or or anyone else it's me setting myself up for a fall because I yeah. think I have to do it all and I have to do it by myself and like one of the things I I kind of often say is like burnout is a result of doing too much for too long without mm. support um and nearly always comes from as much from the individual as it does from work in lots of yeah cases. that's one question I wanted to ask you actually because obviously you do work with individuals and you work with like workplaces and managers and things like that as well but obviously I mean, there's that that whole thing now of like workplaces providing that kind of like, oh, we do yoga and we give you this. And it's kind of a bit of a tick box, which I, I saw you had a post on recently <laughs> about that. And I was thinking, yeah, it's kind of like very corporate, you know, oh, free fruit and yeah. things like that. But then also, I think I feel that there's like you've kind of been saying, there's a kind of bit of responsibility on the individual themselves yeah. to bring that up and to kind of set those boundaries I don't know how you feel about that about the balance of whose kind of responsibility is well it's definitely like there's there's two sides to it right if if you're work if you're employed by someone else or whether you're running your own business like the business has to be responsible for your own well-being Mm. or or for the well-being of others and and that can be like around the demands that are being placed on you the support that's there like are you delegating have you got a team or you're outsourcing you've got enough control over how and where you're working you're being pushed around by your boss or by your clients mm. all of those things are really important things like yoga meditation free fruit really aren't important um I will rant about that a lot <laughs> um, if you're, if you're, if you're, like on LinkedIn I think I'm especially ranty about those I sometimes talk <laughs> about it on um uh on on Instagram so much but I think the the, the the thing you saw was about um I was spoke to the Telegraph recently about oh, yeah. how people had given all of their staff a whole week off for um to avoid collective burnout um which is like it sounds lovely on paper but a week off isn't going to do a blinking thing no you can um, get back enough more work exactly well they're, they're giving everyone a week off in theory but that's also mm. got lots of pitfalls to it as well but so that should it shouldn't pile up but it's just nonsense because you're going to go back to the same situation so that's what I was saying about like I had to take a step back and change how I worked, not mm. just keep bouncing from job to job. Yeah, nothing changed. Like I was just going with the same toxic patterns of my, you know, my overworking and perfectionism. So yeah, it's def- there's definitely like a responsibility on the organisation to do it, and it has to be more than kind of tick box. Go for a walk at lunchtime. Have a bowl of free fruit on us in the morning. <laughs> um, just you know, it's nice that they they just it's they stick in plasters. But on the individuals like side. Yeah, we have we have to look after ourselves better in that environment. And when we start doing that, when we start setting boundaries, is when we will start to see a shift in behaviour. And that's when organisations will also have to listen. So it will have a knock-on effect. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest things that I wish I had done, and um, you know, I I say that 
I suggest people kind of try is letting go of the idea that we um, can't ask for help. Like mm. that really like wobbly, like, oh, I should help. Like that, I call it the help narrative, like let go of it because we all need, we all need support sometimes. And it's such, it's like one of the most, one of the six things that I say, like the absolute essentials for well-being in the workplace yeah. um, is getting support. So it's definitely like speak to your manager, speak to your colleagues or, or speak to your clients if you're working for yourself and and let them know that you need some extra help or you're, you know, yeah. you're a bit snowed under. Um, and the chances are that if you if you get to that point, other people have noticed. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I think especially Brits, we're a bit like we don't we don't want to ask too many personal questions and we just want to have that kind of like, oh, everything's fine. Great. OK. Mm. Um, so when you when you go and speak to someone, you also give them the opportunity to help you. And yeah. naturally, we all want to help each other. No, like you, you're the occasional person who's a bit of a, you know, not very nice word. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, but on the whole, we all want to help. So if you let someone, you know, give someone the opportunity to support you, they'll generally be quite happy to do that, you know. Mm. Yeah, this is yeah. like, there's lots of things you can, in, in the workplace, you can do if that conversation feels uncomfortable as well. Mm. You know, let them know that you want to be part of the solution. Yeah. Be really specific about what it is that you need. Like, try not to tell your manager if you do speak with them that you're just stressed or tired. Know, tell them what's stressing you. Like I'm stressed about all these deadlines, and I need more clarity over what's expected of me. For example, um, and and like just try not to wag your finger, even if it's really um, yeah. justified, because um, that will just get everyone's backs up. Um, yeah. And even the nicest manager might feel a little bit attacked. So yeah, you know, ask yeah. them what you want, what you need, uh, and what you want, but do it in a kind of gracious and humble way. Yeah, it's all about communicating, I suppose, as well, yeah. because it can be difficult, I suppose, if we've been trying to kind of keep going and keep going, people might not always realise that you're kind of at, you know, like burnout point or breaking point. Yeah. So then it can come as a bit of a surprise. So I suppose yeah, it's, it's more about less, like you say, less pointing the finger, because I think people worry sometimes about kind of rocking the boat in yeah. workplaces and, you know, making things worse even. But I think, yeah, it's about communicating and kind of trying to work together to make sure that they're going to be able to keep their staff and they're not going to be able to like be all stressed and burnt out so yeah definitely really important um I was going to ask what you feel like the most important things we can do to avoid getting to burnout but I feel like we've kind of kind of covered most of them yeah like in this conversation it's been great like boundaries for sure like yeah 100% I think actually before boundaries is self-awareness yeah I was going to say that actually when you were talking about being a perfectionist that popped into my head that idea of like you're very aware of what you're prone to yeah I think this this is like um goes on to like the type of personalities as well that are more susceptible to burnout Mm. like being aware of you of of your kind of natural character traits but like if you're a perfectionist if you're a workaholic if you're a people pleaser um or or, all three in my case yeah (laughs) and, and also like you just mentioned this about um well you kind of touch on it but I call it like the duck syndrome when people who like look really calm but they're like going mm. like crazy under the under the surface like flapping around to try and maintain everything and if you see someone that you're constantly amazed by how much they're doing they're probably doing too much and they're probably like struggling underneath and just not letting it out yeah um, but the self-awareness is like definitely around your personality traits but I, I was referring as well to like knowing your signs right like I mentioned like I had a twitch in my eye and I oh, I, I was yeah. going to you know 
obsessed with trying to figure this out and it was just it was or just it was stress like, yeah you know like I, I understanding that if your sleep is broken maybe you're a bit worried if you're having a bad tummy all the time perhaps that's you know another sign it's a really mm. common stress signal like knowing how it shows up for you if you're more irritable with your family um could be because you're a little bit you know yeah. under pressure that's definitely one of mine <laughs> yeah just, just feeling like low and emotional and yeah. you know what's normal for you right so just being really yeah. aware of when you're at maybe not always at your best but when you're at your, your normal yeah what do you feel like and what does it feel like when you slide away from that and that mm. like self-awareness means you can spot it and stop it before yeah. it's out of control you know and take a step back yeah, yeah. and then boundaries I think are probably the there's just so many but those are the two <laughs> yeah and you've got lots of amazing things I've looked on your Instagram of like graphics of what the signs are and things so people should definitely go have a look um so yeah that's about everything we have to talk about today but I like to ask all my guests what do you have like a creative or productive project that you're working on the moment at the moment that you're excited about that you can share with us what's going on with you well I've actually been like really tapping into being creative recently which is something that um I kind of let go a little bit so uh about two months ago I started I was taking um every Wednesday morning out to go and do ceramics and do um, being, mm. being in pottery. Um, and then starting from next week, I'm going to be doing another one, uh, like another workshop for a while around calligraphy. So just trying to keep like doing, making time to just kind of connect because I feel like when you do something creative, you can't think about anything else. It's a bit mm. like dancing. If you go to a dance class, like you have to really concentrate, right? So your yeah. mind is completely free from work and worry. So yeah, I've been working on that. I'm actually going to um, be launching a new uh, program. Uh, I can't tell you too much more about it yet, <laughs> around around burnout. And um, so there'll be a workshop um, in September, and then there'll be a, um, a longer program coming out after that. And I'll be doing one-off um, workshops around creativity and well-being as well. That'll be later in the year, so around closer to Christmas time, I'll be doing that. Yeah lots of exciting things coming it sounds really good so yeah yeah, where can people find you online to kind of keep up to date with what's going on well I'm on Instagram um at Katie Phil on with p-h-i-l-l because Philip's mistaken (laughs) um um over on 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 LinkedIn as well but on my website um www.kdp.coach nice I'll put all of those yeah I'll put all of those in the description and um yeah thank you so much it's been such a great conversation I feel like it's gonna really help lots of people to kind of think about the way that they're working so thank you so much Katie thanks for having me it's been fun yeah thank you bye Bye. so there we go I hope you enjoyed that episode I hope you found it useful and have some interesting thoughts now about burnout and how maybe you can start to adapt your behavior to avoid it So make sure that you're following Katie on Instagram. As I said, she does share some really useful content and things that really do make you think about the way that you're working. So you can find her, as you said, at Katie Phil. All of her links are in the description for you to find. And of course, mine are as well. Um, My new website is still in progress. My Positively Productive website, it's on its way. But um, there are other things I'm doing. So in the priority list, it's a little bit down little bit lower down than I would hope but it's coming it will be here soon hopefully by the end of this series so I've got two episodes of the podcast left now for this series and then I'll be having a break for summer as I think people will probably be off doing exciting things 
and then I'll be back in September. So two last episodes to look forward to. I've got a solo episode and then I've got quite an exciting final episode with a very special guest. Um, If you heard season one, you'll know that I had my sister on for the last episode of that series. So it's kind of a similar thing, but I'll leave you hanging a little bit longer. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at positivelyproductive.co and um, yeah, I hope you really enjoyed the episode. Let me know what you think. Please like, share, subscribe, whatever you need to do and um, feel free to slide in my DMs. Love that. As I always say, need to stop going on about it, but you know, that's how we make friends. That's how we share feedback and ideas and I love it. So there we go. Anyway, All that's left to say is to have a lovely, positively productive day and I will speak to you next week. Bye.